The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Good afternoon, friends. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone watching me on my Facebook Live page, at Anderson Speaks is my handle there, or on a WAVA 105.1 FM right here in the nation's capital, the most listened to Christian talk station on the East Coast, second in the entire country, WAVA. Thank you so much for tuning in, and uh, we're just glad that you're with us today. And of course, if you're new to the show, let me tell you how we roll. First of all, we've got Marriage Mondays, Tough Topic Tuesdays, that's today, Wisdom Wednesdays, Theological Thursdays, and then Open Phone-In Fridays. Anything you want to talk to me about on Friday is fair game. But today is Tough Topic Tuesday, and uh, we have a special topic today. If you see me on Facebook Live, I'm holding up uh, this book with a handsome man right on the front of it. His name's Miles McPherson. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Miles after I open in prayer. But our topic today is Bridging Racial Divides, and our special guest is going to talk to us about something called The Third option you don't want to miss it but before we do let me give you my phone number in case you want to call and talk to pastor miles or talk to me or maybe you have a comment or a question about the racial divide in the world and specifically in our country that number is 888-432-7434 that's 888-432-7434 or just remember the word bridge 888-432 bridge here's the good news you can download the gracism app and there's a little phone icon just push that icon and put you right in the studio that's pretty cool right all right listen let's bow for a short word of prayer lord jesus thank you for today's topic and today's guest and we pray that you would just uh, give us your grace as we have this communication about bridging racial divides with pastor miles mcpherson in Jesus' name we pray together everyone said amen and amen. Well, other ways to get a hold of me at andersonspeaks.com or go to my favorite website, embracegracism.com. Uh, you can get that as well. Well, he was born in Brooklyn, New York. Miles McPherson was raised on Long Island in a strong family. He attended the University of New Haven, where he majored in engineering. McPherson played four years in the NFL with the San Diego Chargers from 82 to uh, 1985. And while in the NFL, he developed a cocaine addiction that found him in a tailspin. After his second season in the NFL, through a dramatic and unexpected turn, he called out to Christ and stopped doing drugs in just one day. 
He became the youth pastor for Horizon Christian Fellowship in San Diego and enrolled in Azusa Pacific University School of Theology, receiving his Master's of Divinity degree in 1991. And in 2000, he felt led by the Lord to start Rock Church in San Diego, where he has been since uh, 2000, living an amazing life as a pastor, inspiring and serving others. I've had opportunities to share the stage with him and talk to him many, many times. What a great brother he is. He wrote a book. I'm holding it up. You can see it now. The Third Option, Hope for a Racially Divided Nation. Lord knows we need that hope. Miles McPherson, welcome to the show, my brother. It is an honor. It is an honor. I love the intro. I'm excited about your show. Oh, man, I tell you what, it's just so good <laughs> to have you on the East Coast right now. So, Yes, sir. We bringing both coasts together, man. And you wrote this book, <laughs> The Third Option, and I've had such a joy of being able to kind of take a peek under the covers before it went public. And you really labored over this book. Why did you do that? Well, you know, I, I wrote it to give people tools to be part of the solution. Mm. You know, we live in this us versus them culture, and I wanted mm. to write a book that focused on the third option, which is what we have in common, uh-huh. and to give people black, white, Hispanic, Asian, rich, poor, no matter what socioeconomic background you're from or what experience you have, to give people practical tools to uh, honor each other and, and focus on what we have in common because we have more in common than we, we are different. Mm. And so, you know, as, as you know, it's such a sensitive topic, and everybody has such a strong opinion about their experience. Right. It was so key to try to be down the middle where I can pull mm. people together. Now, did that have something to do with your upbringing? Was this something always deep inside of you, or did you come to this over time? You know, as you can see uh, from the cover, you know, I'm light brown, so I have uh, <laughs> black Jamaican grandparents, two black grandfathers, a white grandmother from Jamaica, and a half black and half Chinese grandmother from Jamaica. Mm. And so I have all these mixture in me, grew up in a black neighborhood and went to school for first eight years in a white neighborhood and got harassed in the white neighborhood because I was black and got harassed in the black neighborhood because I wasn't black enough. Ah. <laughs> you know, wow, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> But all that time, you know, playing football with black and white, we all got along. We all had a common goal and a common enemy to win the game. Mm. And, and and even the kids in both neighborhoods that were, you know, were saying stuff, you know, deep down they were just kids, and we all got, got along pretty much as well. Mm. But they didn't know each other. Mm. And so being on both sides of the, of the, of the street, where literally it was a street that divided our two communities, you know, I, I saw it in, in my personal life. I saw it on television growing up in the mm. 60s. And then I come home, and my, my family's, you know, diverse. And and so it, it's been in my face um, on both sides mm. all my life. And um, so when I had the opportunity to write about it, and even being in ministry, you know, I've been in ministry for a long time, um, seeing the divide in the church yeah. and just and having discussions with people all my life and and hearing people talk nonsense and stuff they didn't know, hmm. they don't know about people who don't look like them. So it's been a burden on my heart all my life, to be honest with you. Wow. Well, it sounds to me like you had to make a choice to be a bridge builder. You could have gone one way or another, but you chose to be a bridge builder since you kind of pushed on both sides 
Anyway, when we get back, we're going to talk about the multicultural church that you pastor called the Rock Church. We're going to talk more about the third option and the subtitle for this book I'm holding up, Hope for a Racially Divided Nation. By the way, the first caller is going to get a free book. We're going to mail it out to you as well. I'm on the line with Pastor Miles McPherson. We're coming back. You're listening to, you're tuned into, and you're watching Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. smelly basement and let me tell you something amber and i had some basement issues we called best buy waterproofing they came and they helped us out if you have mold mildew cracks blistered paint in your walls or you're just not quite sure if your basement is altogether safe then call best buy waterproofing just go to bestbuywaterproofing.com they have over 30 years of experience and they'll even donate five hundred dollars to my show if you end up doing business with them but most of all get your basement fixed give them a call 844-980-3707 that's 844-980-3707 dr anderson would love for you to join his public figure facebook page just search dr david anderson on facebook and when you see his smiling face click like it's a great way for you to connect with and follow Dr. Anderson. Plus, you can watch Real Talk with Dr. Anderson's radio program live or search past episodes. Real Talk with Dr. Anderson on Facebook. Join the group today. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out our previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. To join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson, just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S-P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. This is Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, but it's not just me. I got my main man, my brother in the Lord. He is rocking it out in the on the West Coast in San Diego. Pastor Miles McPherson. He's written this book called The Third Option, Hope for a Racially Divided Nation. Tell us, Miles McPherson, about your racially integrated, multicultural, <laughs> beautiful church. <laughs> yeah, you, so I got saved in 1984. And the next year, I started a Bible study in my house with teenagers in my in my neighborhood, and mm. it was a mostly Filipino neighborhood. Mm. We had nine nationalities in my house, and and really, there was no technique; it just happened. I don't even know how it happened, but kids from just from all over the neighborhood came, and it was diverse. And I became a youth pastor. Same thing; our youth ministry was diverse, and so we started the church in 2000. 
Uh, so it'll be coming up on 19 years this February coming up. Mm. Uh, it's always been diverse. Mm. And, you know, San Diego is a very, very diverse uh, neighborhood, uh, city, county. And one of our campuses, we have five campuses now, one of our campuses is in the most diverse community in the whole state. Mm. The, the local high school has 56 languages. How about that? And so all of our campuses are very diverse. Mm. Um, we have 100 ministries led by volunteers. Those ministries are diverse. Our staff is diverse. Yeah. Um, and all the campuses were, were the ones next to the border, literally a mile from the border, all mm. the way 50 to a minute to an hour and 15 minutes north of that is wow. it looks like the United Nations okay. and uh, it, it is so such a blessing. Well, it looks uh, like heaven, doesn't it? Diverse. Looks like heaven. Wow. Looks like heaven. <laughs> exactly. Do you talk about your church, the Rock Church, in your book, The Third Option? I do, and a lot of the stories in the book are from people in our church, and I make that clear. I'll, I'll you know identify which which uh, those people are from the church. And I do. I talk about staff members and things they went through, people mm -hmm. in my own family, stories they've gone through. Um, because, you know, we're living it every day. Yeah. And, you know, when you have a diverse church, you, you have not only a diverse set of problems and, and experiences, but you also have a diverse set of resources and people who can reach out to different parts of your community mm. uh, with understanding of that community. So, mm. How about that? Uh, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a powerful tool for the gospel. How about that? Let me ask you a question before I go to the phone lines, if it's okay to take some calls. Uh, will you be okay but with that, by the way? Can people oh, yeah. ask you questions? Oh, yeah. That's great. Uh, let me ask you about the fires out there in California. Do they Are they affecting you at all? I know they're affecting your state. Yeah, they're, they're north of us uh, considerably, so not yet. Um, uh, they said that there may be power outages down here because of the fear of fires happening here. Every year this year we have fires. Mm -hmm. um, and in the past they have been in San Diego. I've been evacuated twice. Mm. Um, and we had one of our worst fires um, a month after we moved into our, our new building. And oh, two, I know, she, what year was that? I can't remember the year now. Too. Mm. But um, we had half a million people evacuated, including myself. Oh, my gosh. But this year they're mostly north okay. uh, of us, two well, hours to six, seven hours. North yeah, may the Lord be with uh, all of you there in California. Well, let me give you the number out, 888-432-7434. Let me reboot it for you. I'm talking uh, to the author of this book. I'm holding up on Facebook Live, uh, The Third Option. Hope for a Racially Divided Nation. It's been written by Pastor Miles McPherson, a foreword by football quarterback Drew Brees, as well as uh, many other people endorsing it on the cover, Bishop T.D. Jakes. And uh, on the back, you have Rick Warren and John Gray and Kenneth Almer, just the list, Christine Kane. So they're all saying he's a great guy, but I'm telling you myself, he is a great guy, and I love <laughs> the fact that I had an opportunity to spend some time uh, with Pastor McPherson as he was thinking through uh, the concept of the book. And it's honest, it's authentic, it's real. And uh, you want to make sure you pick up a copy of it. It's the third option. Let's go to Silver Spring, Maryland, as our very first call. Michael is on the line. Hey, Michael, it's Dr. Anderson. How you doing? How you doing, Dr. Anderson? Excellent. What's your comment or question, sir? And turn that radio down a little yeah, bit so I can hear you better. Sure, I'm on Bluetooth, so give me one second. <laughs> you hear me, better? Yep, I can hear you. Go for it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I have a question. Um, 
I've been hearing the church age is over. Like, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit is not in the church anymore. And, you know, salvation is, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, it's the, it's the word that, that um, saves people. And one day in the church, the word is not saving people in the church because the Holy Spirit is not there anymore. The mm. Holy Spirit is everywhere but the church, you know. Mm. So, you know, it, and it says judgment is coming to the church first. You know, when the the, the Lord Jesus Christ comes back, that's where the church ju- judgment is going to come first, mm. the church. Interesting. Can you please allow, explain to me why people are telling me the church age is over? Sure. And, you know, like God's not using the church anymore. Because, you know, before he needed the church because, you know, that's how the Bible was spread, yeah. you know. Well, Mike, now it's still like all the messengers, you don't really need it anymore. Can you, yeah. can you tell me? Well, let me, let, me jump in real, really... let me jump in real quick, Michael. Even though that's not our topic, let me just say to you, the Holy Spirit's still here. The church is still here. The word of God is still strong. And so in the last days, you may see some activity that looks like the church is not around. It's simply a deception. God's people are still here. You're still here. So don't even worry about it. Hey, listen, I want you to hold on because we're going to get your information. I'm going to send you a free book uh, with my guest today, Pastor Miles McPherson. So you hold on. And let me move on over to Woodbridge, Virginia, and talk to Daryl, who's on the line. Hey, Daryl, Dr. Anderson here. How you doing? Hey, Dr. Anderson. Thanks for taking my call. How are you today? My pleasure. I'm alive and grateful. What's your comment or question, please? Yes, I, I just want to make a comment. Um, I, I, I just recently retired from the military after 30 years, mm-hmm. like two weeks ago. And Thank you for your service. I just want to make, try to make two uh, – thank you for, thanks for your support, sir. Just want to make two, two um, comments real quick. One is I had a friend that um, was with me, served with me in the military – and he, his family background was, he was from Alabama. They mm-hmm. were very racist and, I mean, very outwardly racist. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, and a lot of people label him as being that same way, but he was not like that, didn't believe in that. Mm-hmm. So my, my, my comment is that we have to be careful about, you know, labeling people as racist because of their association or their relationship mm-hmm. because that's, that may not necessarily always to be true in the case of Eldon. Well, um, he was not a racist, but his mm, family was. Mm. Well, that gives us and, some that gives us some hope, doesn't it, Daryl, that uh, you don't have to be what your family was. Thank you for your comment. I appreciate it. Let me go to my guest, uh, Miles McPherson. You know, many of us may come from a family uh, where they see race differently, but we don't have to be relegated to where we came from. Isn't that right, Pastor? Exactly. You know, one of the big ahas I uh, discovered in this writing the book and having all the discussions with people like yourself, and I appreciate you and thank you for your help because you got me through some hard times in figuring out the content, um, <laughs> is that you can be racially offensive and not be a racist. Now, mm. there, obviously, there are people who are racist, and then there are people who will say they're not, mm. but they yet they say things and do things and believe things that could be offensive to people, sometimes out of complete ignorance mm-hmm. or fear or nervousness. Sometimes people say awkward things that some people take offense to. And I think, you know, as people listen and hear, think about this topic, a lot of people will say, well, I'm not a racist, so it doesn't apply to me. Mm-hmm. Or they will say, because I'm not a racist, Anytime someone accuses me of being offensive can't be true because for me to be offensive, I must be a racist. Mm. And so I think it's important for people to distinguish that those two things can be separated Mm. 
so and it gives people the room to learn yeah. without the label and guilt of mm. being you know yeah. a racist and and so I, I hope that encourages people and gives people room to be able to accept that there could be change that could happen in their heart what a brilliant distinction being racially offensive and being a racist may not always be the same thing sometimes it's just ignorance or nervousness like you said in those cases is that an opportunity you think to help share with somebody what they said uh how it might be perceived so they might do it better well, you know, your book on gracism, that's, that's the perfect time for grace right there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> good, good softball for you, brother. I, lo- you I love your book, Gracism. It really helped. Absolutely. You know, one of the things I write about is having blind spots where, mm. you know, we're, we're unaware of what we don't know sometimes. Mm. And someone asked me, well, how do I know my blind spots? And, and one of them, obviously, you can get the book. But the other thing is to ask somebody, is there something I'm saying mm. or something I've said that has been offensive? I mean, if people would ask each other that, not only would friendships be strengthened, people would learn mm. in the most positive atmosphere possible. When you ask humbly uh, to improve your relationships and your perspective, and, <clears throat> and so people would ask each other that they can learn about things that they formally thought weren't offensive. I had someone tell me that they didn't see my color. And, you know, you hear that all the time. I don't see color. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just a lie. You do. Because mm-hmm. right. the only reason you, you say you don't see color is because you see you a see. color. <laughs> <laughs> right. That you admit you don't see. Right. And, but, you know, we glorify and we celebrate tans that people get in Hawaii. But when someone gets a tan in the womb, we invalidate it. Mm. And so it, when, it, it, learning mm. that that could be a, an offensive thing to say mm. could be very liberating to someone. Ah, boy, that's good. That's good learning right there. 888-432-7434. Let's go to Jenny, who's in Ellicott City, Maryland. Hi, Jenny. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Hi. Um, it's Jenny from Bridgeway. Um, Hi. What's your comment or question, please? Hi. Um, so I've been going to your church for five years, mm-hmm. and um, I was I was brought up Catholic. Um, and my two questions and concerns are: one, um, I'm having trouble praying, and two, I'm having trouble with forgiveness. Mm. I'm having trouble with forgiveness because um, I have been um, physically, as a child in the past hurt many times mm-hmm. and secondly i have trouble praying about that because um i know god is great and i know there is a god but i have trouble praying because i would like to know why god why would god let a child get hurt mm. um, and then the forgiveness part about that person who has passed away he's been gone for many years i the second problem is how do i forgive that per that gotcha jenny jenny let me jump in i want you to listen on the air uh pastor mcpherson we have just about a minute left before our commercial break what would you say to jenny just about her own issue of forgiveness and praying Mm -hmm. yeah forgiveness uh how you doing jenny sorry for what you've been through Mm -hmm. um i can't imagine your pain and your burden Forgiveness is um, not often misunderstood because some people think forgiveness is um, saying it was okay 
and I'm not going to blame the person mm. as much as I'm no longer going to hold them responsible to heal me mm. and comfort me. And so if anybody's listening and you have an issue of forgiveness, you can actually look at someone and say, I forgive you, which means I am not looking to you to heal my pain and comfort me. I'm mm. going to look to God. Mm. I release you of that responsibility. Mm. They can't do it anyway. Even if they were alive, they wouldn't be able to do it. Only God can do it. Right. And so if you can release that burden, it will it will help you. Often when we don't forgive, we can't, we're, we're arguing with that person and we're, we're fighting with them in our head and we're carrying a burden of unforgiveness, which is like taking poison and thinking it's hurting the other person. Mm. And so forgiveness is going to help you as much as, as it is to release them. Wow, what a good word, Pastor. Biles McPherson, the author of this book, I'm holding up the third option. Hope for a racially divided nation as soon as we get back. We're coming right back to talk to Pastor McPherson and to talk to you. My number, 888-43-BRIDGE. At times, the mere thought of obtaining a mortgage can be more cringeworthy than nails on a chalkboard. Hey everyone, this is Brian. And this is Mike from Fellowship Home Loans. Sometimes the amount of information a lender asks for when applying for a mortgage can be quite daunting. They ask for everything but a DNA and blood sample, and maybe your firstborn. But at Fellowship Home Loans, that is not the case. As a direct lender, we can make the lending process extremely simple. We have a common sense approach to underwriting, a stress-free process, and we're here to help you every step of the way. Give us a call at 800-804-SAVE or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. That's 800-804-7283 or fellowshiphomeloans.com. Mortgage lending guided by Christian principles. Come and get your Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA, Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, NMLS number 60134. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Call 800-517-3636 or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code WAVA. That's 800-516-3636 or go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WAVA, 800-517-3636. Let's talk about your business for a minute. Think about all the things you're doing to attract the best talent. Between the networking events and referral bonuses, you're probably spending plenty of time and money to find the right people. But what if it was your office that attracted employees? Today's workforce is mobile and active, and they want an office designed around the way they work. And Veridesk makes it easy. Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions help you create an active workspace where employees can stand and move so they're happier, healthier, and more productive. 
Our full line of active office products are constructed with commercial grade materials and require little to no assembly so they're easy to set up and move. Companies of any size can have a Veridesk active workspace. Ordering is simple. Shipping is free. And our 30-day guarantee means if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. Learn more about Veridesk Active Workspace Solutions at veridesk.com slash radio. That's V-A-R-I-Desk.com slash radio. And I'm back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. If you're just joining us, maybe you're just getting in your car. Glad you're Glad you made it in safely. Now you can strap in, buckle in. You're on that D.C. Beltway, on that Baltimore Beltway, wherever you are in Virginia. Just glad you get to hang out with me. So tamp down the road rage and just kick it with Dr. David Anderson. And I'm not alone. I've got my main man, Pastor Miles McPherson. He's on the West Coast in San Diego, California. He's written a, a blockbuster of a book, The Third Option, Hope for a racially divided nation. Google it, get it as soon as you can. Uh, Miles McPherson, we surely do need hope in our racially divided nation. Do you think we're getting any better these days, or does it feel like it's getting worse? You know, I have an interesting take on that. Um, I th- people give their heart to God when the devil overplays his hand in their life. Mm. And the devil pushes them so far, they say, I've had enough. And I think that's what's happening now. I've Mm. seen more and more people receptive to uh, learning about racism and hearing the message. I've been going to churches, and churches I know three, four years ago would not have me talk about this. It wouldn't have been a priority to them. Mm. And so I think that even though, uh, you know, hate and racism is more overt, um, I believe that that's a desperate attempt to, you know, to push people before it gets too late. But I think a lot of people are pushing back on it. So I am very encouraged by that side mm. of it. Mm. And and that, even people reading the book and saying, I want to do something about it. And mm. I want to learn how to love people. I want to learn how to talk to people. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm encouraged for that side of it. Oh, that's great. The third option is the book written by Miles McPherson. If you want to give us a call, my lines are open again, 888 888- Four three two seven four three four, or just remember the word bridge eight 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 four three bridge. Miles McPherson. The third option is honoring what we have in common. Why is the focus on what we have in common so important? And does that in some way diminish some of the injustices we have because we're different? No, I think realizing what we have in common, which one is the image of God first and foremost, that we are all made in the image of the same God, and God's not inferior or superior in one person to another. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we have a responsibility to look out for the justice of people mm-hmm. uh, who are like us and understand if that happened to me, because they are just like me, that would hurt me. Mm-hmm. Often when we label, you know, the Bible says, the, the greatest commandment is to love God with your heart, mind, and soul, and to love your neighbor as mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. If you rename someone other than neighbor or less than neighbor, you dehumanize them, mm-hmm. and you give yourself permission for them to be mistreated. Mm-hmm. And you give yourself permission for you, to, for you to allow them to receive treatment that you would never accept for yourself. Mm-hmm. But when you, when, so when you relabel them as neighbor, brother, or sister, 
Mm. Now you're saying they're just like me. I need to protect their rights as I would protect my own. Mm -hmm. And so it's very important for us to realize that we all have the same type of feelings and desires in our life and the same need to be valued and loved and pursue our goals and raise our kids. Often, when because we rename people derogatory terms, we don't protect those rights for them. Mm. So if I see them as me and name them as me uh, or as something dear to me or someone dear to me, that's going to help in the way I think about uh, their issues and what they have to deal with. Exactly. And, and I know you're in D.C., so I'm going to try not to be political because that's, that's <laughs> not free. what this is about at all. <laughs> but I, w I always want to use the example because it's so in our face. The people who are walking towards this country from South America, mm -hmm. if, though, if you would refer to them as your neighbor mm -hmm. and you would see them as your family, the first question you would – the types of things you would be thinking about is, I wonder how they're doing. I mean, can you imagine, anybody listening, forget your politics, please, just for a minute, that you would walk a thousand miles with your kid. That would never happen. Hmm. It's never going to happen. I can't imagine what that is like. Where do they go to the bathroom? How they, they're not taking showers. How are they eating? Where are they getting food? Hmm. How, is, how are they safe? I, I, when I think of that as my family, hmm. That scares me to death. Now, if they're just murderers and, and, and drug dealers, right. you know, that, that, that's not going to enter my mind. Right. And so right. If, if you think about a homeless person, a, a person that looks nothing like you that's at the airport working at Starbucks, hmm. if you start with they are like me, hmm. now you're going to filter everything you think about them through that label of neighbor, brother, hmm. sister, family which is how God sees them. Yeah, yeah. And then you will treat them accordingly. Wow. Wow, that changes your whole perception and perspective. And then when Jesus says, what you've done for the least of these you've done to me, that, that changes it all when you begin to see them not as the other, but as the brother. That's right. You get rid of those pe the language of those people. Oh, come on. I can't use that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to say, you know, when I see, the, you know, there was a thing on the, these 19, a group of white kids who were putting up the white supremacist sign at their high school graduation uh, in Wisconsin, as much as I despise that concept, those guys are my neighbors. Mm, mm. I got to pray for those guys. Mm. And and if if you despise the NFL players who are protesting, if that's your, your perspective, mm. okay, you have the freedom to do that. But those guys are your neighbors. Mm. Now you're getting so into something. We, uh -oh. Now we're getting into something. Uh oh, hold on, back up. hold on, put it put it on pause <laughs> for a second because when I get back, we're going to talk about that. The NFL, you played in the NFL for four years. I really do want to know your perspective. Listen, friends, tell your friends they still got 20 minutes. Give us a call. Triple eight four three bridge. I feel like taking chances. I feel a lot like 17. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Didluhailu answered in one of her essays like this. 
I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Diglu Hailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. Oh. <laughs> they are outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they mm. came out. Love it. It was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call, 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Have you heard any good lawyer jokes lately? Well, let me tell you about a lawyer who is no joke. That's James McCollum. He's a no-nonsense attorney who understands the law and he knows the Lord. When I have need of legal advice, I have contacted James McCollum. If you need legal representation, contact James McCollum at 301-864-6070. That's attorney James McCollum at 301-864-6070. And that's no joke. Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition, Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. And I'm back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. It's Tough Topic Tuesday, Bridging Racial Divides. Special guest, Pastor Miles McPherson, author of a brand new book, The Third Option, Hope for a Racially Divided Nation. If you want to join the conversation, now's the time to do it. I've got two open lines, so get in where you fit in. The number is 888-432-7434. And before we go to the phone lines to King George, Virginia, let me ask you, Miles McPherson, the NFL, you were a professional football player for four years for the San Diego Chargers. What position did you play, by the way? I was defensive back. Oh, wow. That means athletic dudes on the field. Man, that means you get, you get to hit people. That's what that means. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And run a whole lot. Okay. We, ran all, we ran a lot. Wow. So then when all this comes up with uh, the kneeling, doing the flag for racial injustice and all of that, 
How does that feel to you personally as a former player and then also as a pastor? Well, I understand uh, people's um, resistance to it. My father was in the military. Uh, even though I know it's not a direct insult to the military, I get those people, but I also understand uh, the other side. I, you know, this is a perfect third option opportunity. One option is to uh, despise what they do. Another option is to support what they do. Mm-hmm. But I think the third option, which is what I'm encouraging people do, is to find out why they're doing it. Mm. Most people don't know that. They just see what they're doing and make an assumption or get their information from the media mm-hmm. without really understanding why they're doing it. If, if you know, if I was driving through my neighborhood and and saw you laying in the street. I would stop and ask you why. I wouldn't mm-hmm. tell you to get up because i got to go to work and you're in my way. Mm-hmm. And so I think if people um, – uh, and this, is, this onus is on the players, it's on the league, it's on everybody to say, okay, wh- what is causing a 20-something-year-old guy to risk his job? Mm-hmm. You know, people call them spoiled athletes, but those c- contracts are not guaranteed and they can lose their job and lose their career. Uh, in the blink of an eye. That's that's the NFL. NFL stands for not for long. I was cut and <laughs> had a three-year contract, and it was you know every time you get released, your contract is voided. That's mm. the NFL. Huh. And so you have to ask yourself, why would a guy risk all the criticism for something that is not even directly related to him? He's mm. doing it on behalf of somebody else. So that would be my third option, encouragement to people. Mm. Um, and then from there, you could say, listen, I still disagree. That's fine. Mm. Or, you, or you agree more and want to be in part of the solution, and that's fine too. But I think before we you know, make a judgment, we should find out. And by the way, um, I, wanna, I, I do want to say next week, in the next week or so, we are going to be uh, launching the third option challenge. Huh. And I can't tell you too much about it because it's, it's still going to come out, but if people can go to my social media at Miles McPherson, and we're going to be launching a third option challenge. I'll give you a call, and, and you can promote it. It'll, it'll be everybody. It's, it's an opportunity for everybody to to do something very simple, mm. to send a message to the country: we are united, not divided. Oh, I like and it. So we're just putting the last pieces together, but I'm very excited about it. Okay. Um, the third option challenge. What can I do? The third option challenge. Okay. So Hashtag. at Miles McPherson, they can find you. And that's Miles M I L E S, right? That's correct, and, and we'll be launching it there, and and uh, and hopefully, and and you know, and, and people like yourself can, once, you know, I'll tell you next week what it's about, and then they can, you can actually tell them how to do it. Yep, and I'll uh, I'll tweak something for you to my uh, to my followers as well. Let's go to uh, King George, Virginia, and talk to Daniel, who's waiting. Hi, Daniel. It's Doctor Anderson. How you doing? I am doing well. Good. Um, I just wanted to say an amen to uh, the observation that was made uh, several minutes ago about the distinction between being racist and mm-hmm. being um, unintentionally offensive. Right. Um, as a middle-aged white guy, you know, I um, <laughs> I used to think of the um, Confederate flag as just being kind of a symbol of of you know Southern heritage and didn't have a clue mm-hmm. that. It was really offensive, mm. and um, I think that's something where you know part of my maturi- maturation and and learning has um, you know come a ways to recognize that you know if we truly want to follow the biblical principle of in honor preferring one another, we need mm-hmm. to be sensitive to um, to you know how symbols are interpreted. So mm. I just wanted to say amen to that. 
Well, Daniel, you sound like you sound like a third option guy to me, doesn't it, McPherson? <laughs> oh man, See, that's the kind of, that's the kind of brother I like. I, I I talk to guys like that all the time, and who just say, "Hey, I didn't know," and it's fabulous for us to learn about each other. Mm. I, even, and I, you know, African American people who read the book and say, "I didn't realize this about me," right? And so, th- thank you for that very much for that call. Yeah, and Daniel, what I want you to do is. Yeah, the- but- Hold on, because I want to send you a free copy of Pastor McPherson's book. Would you like that? Let's do that for you, okay? All right, let's go to Scott in Fairfax, Virginia. Hey, Scott, it's Dr. Anderson here. How are you? Hey, Dr. Anderson, I'm doing well. Thanks for taking my call. I I appreciate your show, even though we don't always uh, see eye to eye, but I'm (laughs) I'm thankful for the opportunity to call in. Amen Um, to that, brother. And uh, uh, Dr. McPherson, I appreciate the book. One one question, sort of comment, and a little bit rhetorical, and just want to throw it out there. I wonder if we talk about racism so much that it does at times become a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that is the truth, but um, there's a, 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 a black lady named Candace Owens, and her big thing um, on the conservative side of the political spectrum is that we're creating – um, victims out of everybody. Now, I'm not saying whether I agree or disagree with that, but I think it's important to make a distinction between um, two great examples you brought up. One, the folks walking, um, you know, thousands of miles to the U.S. border. Um, I can't imagine doing that with my family. The only way that I recognize that is because of the Holy Spirit living within me. Mm. And two, uh, kneeling, um, you know, for, for the national anthem. Yeah. I disagree with both of those perspectives, mm-hmm. not because I'm racist, but because of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I feel for Colin Kaepernick. I feel for these folks um, you know, walking to the border, but I disagree with what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I'm racist. Right, right. Well, you know what? Thanks, Scott, for, uh, for articulating that. Miles McPherson, how do you respond? Yeah, I, I don't think the implication is that you are racist because you disagree with the players. You, individually, there are some there are some people who will say those spoiled black athletes. I've heard that, but the bigger issue is that when when we look at people who believe do something that we don't approve of, we jump to a conclusion without finding out why. I don't believe you have to have the Holy Spirit to have compassion for someone who's walking a thousand miles. Um, and so I think anybody, you know, God made us in his image. We all have the ability to have compassion even without the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit is going to heighten it. But I think my point was is that when you label someone uh, for whatever reason and you label a group of people, uh, that is often a racial uh, tendency. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so so th- that was my point. Yeah, it's a good point that you made. When we get back from the break, we're going to land this plane. And so let me just tell you, my lines are closed. We've got a couple hanging. I might be able to get back to you. But uh, here is the number for tomorrow as well, 88843 Bridge. You can always hit me on social media at Anderson Speaks. And you can even tell Miles McPherson what you think about him at Miles McPherson. We'll be right back.
Dr. Kusher here for Compass Fat Loss. You know, every New Year's, we have more new patients with a resolution than we can handle. Well, this year, for the first and probably last time, we have something different. Enroll in the Compass program before Thanksgiving and receive a $300 discount off our usual program fee. That's right, $300 just for starting now. Spots will fill up fast and be gone quickly, so don't wait. Lose up to 50 pounds before the new year ever hits. Call 800-735-2281 to set up your free consultation at any location or go to compassfatloss.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or over weight or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Call 800-517-3636 or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code WAVA. That's 800-516-3636 or go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code WAVA, 800-517-3636. Name a common excuse or reason that people give for not believing the Bible. That's Pastor James McDonald from Walk in the Word Radio. It's just a bunch of stories. Ever heard that? To read more about his answer, download a free digital copy of God Wrote a Book. Pastor James clarifies the misconceptions that surround the infallibility, reliability, and historicity of the Bible. Learn more at WAVA.com keyword book. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. 
And what a wonderful opportunity it is when you give to us and we support you. Thank you for your prayers and your support. Speaking of support, I've got a friend here who's on the line with me as we land the plane and come to an end. He is the author of the book I'm holding up on Facebook Live, The Third Option. And uh, the subtitle is Hope for a Racially Divided Nation. Uh, Miles McPherson, uh, pastor of the Rock Church, as we end today's program, what is one thing that you'd really love to leave with our listeners as you're trying to build these bridges of reconciliation? Uh, if I can leave with two things. Every person you see, especially those who look different, that you would label them your neighbor mm. and tell yourself, that's my neighbor, and then, and then filter every thought and word through that lens. And number two, have a race Every time you have someone talk a conversation, you're having a race conversation, you understand that they're white, black, Asian, or whatever, Mm. because God gave us that ability to appreciate his creativity and how he created us. Mm. Allow it to be a race consultation. And what that means is that instead of imposing on them your assumptions, Mm. even though those assumptions are subconscious and they're immediate, we can't resist them, but we can suspend them. Allow people to self-disclose to you their dreams, their passion, their pain, mm. their intelligence, their creativity, their gifts. And so if you say, that's my neighbor, I want to learn about them, mm. the interactions you have will be so much more rich. So there is a sense of curiosity that if we allow ourselves to have, it can somehow combat the judgment and the assumptions that we have. So be more curious and begin to ask the question is what you're saying why are they that way? Why are they asking those questions? Why are they walking a thousand miles? And then trying to see them as my neighbor will help change my perspective. It will help clarify. And, and even in your people who are at work, there are people sitting in your cubicle next to you. You don't. How much do you really know? Mm-hmm. And if you just said, listen, I, this person was made in the image of God. They are exquisite a wonderfully, marvelously made, the Bible mm. says. Mm. I need to learn about that. I mm. want to know what that's about. Mm. And if you give yourself the opportunity to even uh, be curious about the people who are already in your life and get to know them better, one, you will discover a lot of amazing things about them, and you will start to appreciate not only how similar we are, mm. but how much we c- can't categorize a group of people any one way. Yeah, how about that? They're, they're, we're so diverse, uh, even in our own <laughs> ethnic groups, and we're so much, we're so similar. We have child rearing issues and job mm. issues and financial issues, just yeah, like everybody well, and else. That's, that's what you're talking about. That third. <laughs> option of of finding out what we have in common well brother let me just say thank you so much for writing the book and for doing such a great job for the kingdom of god it's my pleasure thank you for your support and help and friendship amen to that let's pray together lord we thank you for today's show thank you for our conversation and thank you for pastor miles mcpherson bless this book and have favor upon this message in jesus name we pray amen and amen